0: I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Possible, always with the brother, with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and you're watching and listening to your favorite two black runners every single
1: two black Tuesday. Excuse me, you know I had to be a little bit quieter on that one. I'm actually in a, in, in, a ho- in a hotel right now. And, dude, I'm going crazy. My mind is running wild after one of the best nights of track and field that I've ever seen in my life.
0: Bro, honestly, that's, that's really what it was, bro. We just had, we're filming this on Monday in the morning too like we had to get up get this done real quick because it's something and while it's really just fresh in our mind as well just slept on it real quick coming back for the podcast because last night sunday night wasn't crazy for the u.s olympic trials but even just the day before i was low-key telling aaron like Loki. i think saturday was a little bit more exciting for me because i wasn't expecting all that but really dude sunday was super exciting too. Also with the five thousand in the morning, and then on the field with Javon Harrison and then Sydney McLaughlin, and all you guys know, you guys know the deal. You guys watch the trials. We're gonna go into it, it and we're gonna crazy. recap just everything that went down. But before we go into that recap, we also just gonna mention some other stuff that's been happening over this past week, and that is that we did a few U.S. Olympic Trials picks on our Instagram me versus Aaron, and we basically pick the winner for each event, and then if your winner from your event, if they scored first, second, or third, they either got three points, two points, or one point, and the person with the highest score won. And your boy got the dub. Your boy got the dub. This man really thought he could beat me. He really thought, Aaron really thought he could beat me. I took the dub, 94, 85. Like, I just want to point out some type of, some some upsets that I had. This man picked Alza Felix for the two. I picked Gabby Thomas. I knew she was going to, she was going to take that. Like, come on. I picked Grant Fisher for the 10. I mean, picked Grant Fisher for the 10. He picked Lopez Lamont. Lopez did not score. Fisher got, Fisher still got in. So, like it was a good battle aaron but i'm just saying bro like i'm just more knowledgeable it it's just sometimes right, it just bro. happens like that chill, chill. calm down calm down. <laughs> calm down hey man that's just the game that's just the game hey it- it was really it was really cool though, and I think a lot of people liked it on Instagram. So I wanna I wanna be able for you guys to participate as well. So I think we're gonna do the same thing for the Olympics, and I'm either gonna make like a Google, maybe like a Google document or a document that you guys can like print out and like play with your friends and create a pool. And I think this is really a easy and simple way to like have something that's sort of like fantasy in a way, like fantasy football or fantasy basketball. So I think it's just something really interesting that you can root that you can actually like have people that you're rooting for while you're watching the race if you don't have a horse in the race. And especially in the field events, because we don't be watching and paying attention to the field all the time. But it really we really got me paying attention. How did you feel about the whole trials, picks, Aaron?
1: Bro, I thought it was a dope con- concept too from the get-go. One thing like Jack Joshua was saying off wax, if we we were gonna just do winners at the beginning, and with yeah. what with just winners, like it would have just came down. To one point, Joshua would have won by one point if it was just winners. But with having so many, we're doing that top three in the scoring system. It makes you consider a lot of things. Cause, like, on my end, for my team, you know, I had Lopez among who ended up getting injury, doesn't race. I had carry Richardson, but she decided not to run the 200. So, just like in fantasy with, with injuries and, and things like that, there's so many, um, there's so much you have to consider into your picks which makes it really fun and yeah like joshua said you really like dig into because like yes we know javon harrison you know we know the will clay on triple jump but when you dig down into that second and third place there's so many people that could be there and you're gonna see some people on that start list that you haven't been paying attention to all season and Mm -hmm. it's gonna make you a fan it's gonna make you more knowledgeable and it just makes it more enjoyable to watch you know to have a leg in the race you know so i thought it was super cool love love to do this for the olympics and just going for it for the national championships but hey man this might be our little app idea you know this might be our little app somebody we we got to get on it before somebody try to steal it but
0: for real we got we got to get on this and also just too like i got like i'm learning who who rudy like we both picked rudy winkler for the hammer throw then this dude goes out there and breaks the american record like so right. now i know this man's name in the hammer throw now so like i think it just also just makes you more aware and just learning from this year too as we do- dove deeper into the podcast game and like deeper into just the runner report bro like knowing so much about these athletes and having athletes on the podcast i'm definitely rooting way more than ever before and like i feel i feel more uh i feel i feel like i'm I feel I just feel more in touch with everything, to say the least. So it's definitely is exciting. And I think that's one of the reasons why we got picked to do a newsletter during this trials time which was really cool. We were on the meter if you guys weren't subscribed for Tracksmith, really a great opportunity to go ahead and do that. But low key, Aaron, are we, are we, are we newsletter people now, bro? Is that, our, is that, our, is that what we need to um, get into next? It was kind of cool. I don't know. It was kind of cool. I, I'm gonna let the people decide. Like, I'm gonna be honest.
1: I went into that not very confident of my writing skills and my grammar. I haven't written, uh, you know, something creative since like, college, which for me was 2017, like, that's a long time, bruh, yeah. so I, I was definitely struggling at first, but as we got deeper into it, I did start to like it, start to find my voice, and I do, I mean, I feel like it's something we could do, Um, I feel like the more I did it, the more I started, like, getting more comfortable, getting more confidence, and, like, finding that voice, but I, I get why people like it, you know, I think it's super, I think it's super interesting, I, I like the wave of it, you know, but... Hey, if we get on that. Let's run it. Let's run. Don't want us to let's run. Don't want us. They don't want us to start getting
0: on the newsletter stuff because they don't want to see us. They definitely don't want to see us. It, it was a good time, a nice experience. We'll see what, what happens in the future. Maybe we'll get more opportunities like that, or maybe we'll start our own newsletter. Uh, I don't know if it'll be every single day like that, though. That was kind of tough every single night, but uh, it, it was. Hey, Hey, uh we'll get it, we'll get it done. And if the people want it, bro, we'll we'll bring it, we'll bring it to y'all for sure. But before getting the recap, I just want to say, bro, thank you guys for everybody that's been following us and keeping up with us. Make sure you guys get make sure to rate the podcast if you haven't already, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it with your friend on Instagram, on Twitter, something like that. We want to keep on growing and growing the podcast because Loki, you getting stuff that you don't get anywhere else on the two black runners podcast and first off we got that's where we start right off in our olympic trials recap because we probably had the most heated discussion about the women's 400 meter hurdles a couple months back about whose time is it sydney mclaughlin and delilah muhammad and low-key i kind of just won the argument for a second at least because sydney mclaughlin beats delilah muhammad breaks the world record at 51.90, destroys it by 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 0.25 seconds went out there after the on the ninth hurdle, really just stepped down, marched down, separated from Dalila Muhammad, and took the victory. Bro, it's like, how Aaron was. What were you thinking about this race, bro? Fifty-one ninety. I don't think i we were all expecting something fast, but to break the world record in her fourth 400-meter hurdle race—really, her third 400-meter hurdle race of the year—is pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's insane. It's insane. It's pretty incredible but let's give a round of applause to both of these women like they're both they're both just amazing athletes and i just feel honored that we get to witness um this greatness by the two of them and now they're bringing along anna cockrell uh this college athlete but the fact that we get to witness this this time in the 400 meter hurdles for women is amazing and yeah it was only sydney's fourth race fourth 400-meter hurdles race. It was only Dahlia Muhammad's third race. And, like, I'm going to just break it down like this, bro. The fact that, to me, too, though, that it was Dahlia Muhammad's first race, and she got, the way she ran and got out with so much confidence, you know what I mean? Like she said, her first race of this year was a 65, and now she just ran 52. You know what I'm saying? 55. 50. Oh, my bad. She's 55, (laughs) and now she ran 52. So, like, that was insane to see her execute her usual game plan. Like she went out super hard, those first few hurdles, uh, relaxed and then made a big move with about 120 to go. And Sydney stayed calm. Cause you seen her do this, she always puts it on Sydney every time. But yes. this time, but this usually Sydney's not able to catch her because when she's trying to catch her, Delia's running world records. But this time Sydney caught her. And if you're gonna catch Delia Muhammad, after she gets out super hard and puts another move on you, you're going to run fifty-one-nine. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to run fifty-one-nine. That's what it's going to take to beat her. And Sydney, she buckled down this year. You know, we've seen a, a a little bit of a personality change. She just seems more focused. She seems more focused, you know? And I feel like she's learned. I, I've always thought this, like, like Leah Muhammad is going to be what bring Sydney to the next level like she learned from Dalia she's so serious in her racing so professional like Dalia so now I gotta agree with you bro I think it's both their times I feel like this is co- I'm, okay I'm going off right now y'all but I feel like this is Kobe and LeBron now this is LeBron you know this is LeBron you know going to to that during that heat time you know the Lakers the Lakers were in like 2013. When they were trying to get that next run but i think we're gonna see delia respond like we said that was only her third race so let's see if they do any races before the olympics but i think the world record is going to go down again
0: yeah i definitely wouldn't be surprised the world record going down again and definitely once they get the game competition with Famique bull as well she's definitely not on that level yet but she could cause some trouble once she gets into real competition with like Sadie McLaughlin and with Anna Cockrell as well. And then one more thing in the woman's 400 hurdles before we move on, because we got a lot of stuff to go to. And we can talk about the 400 hurdles for For a second, but low key, it it was devastating to see Shamir Little hit the eighth hurdle, and then she misses the team barely. But then also, it's also also great, I feel like, to see Anna Cockrell step up PRs and runs yes. 53 low and now number four in the world. And like already this year in NCAA, like she won, she got that Queen Harrison double and the 100 hurdles and the 400 meter hurdles. And to see her make the team is great, but absolutely devastating for Shamir Little because she was having an amazing season all the way back in February in the indoor season in, American, in the American Track League to now. And it's, it's devastating to really see that. One last thing I'm gonna say about these three women, Anna Cockrell, Dalia
1: Muhammad and Sydney McLaughlin. If y'all were watching that interview that they did afterwards, I felt like there was just so much class, great personality in there and so much story behind all three of those athletes. I feel like every brand, I know Dalia and Sydney already sponsored Anna Cockrell, I feel like she's about to blow up big time, super big mental health advocate and everything she's been through, but all three of them have such amazing stories and man all these brands y'all need to pay them as much as possible bro because they they were just so well spoken that they were just so well spoken in their interviews and they just they look perfect bro they just look perfect they look it, it was crazy I felt like I was watching cars you know when you've got lightning mcQueen the blue dude and it, it was just crazy I was just like yo these are these are these are these all the goats right here is Anna ancock about to be like that new one are they about to bring her to that next level that's what it felt like bro it was I feel like I was watching something special, bruh.
0: It was crazy. I think, I think we were. We were. It was a world record. Another thing that was special, Brett, because we saw that black girl magic in the women's 400-year hurdles. It continued into the women's 800 with the thing Mo beating Aj Wilson, Raven Rogers, and the rest of the U.S. field in her first final, her first final as a Nike athlete to run 156. Last time she was at the U.S. Championships, let me remind you, it was back in 2020. In 2020, she finished 12th place in the preliminary rounds, and got pretty got like dead last in her heat, ran like two fourteen, and now to come out and have the maturity since twenty twenty, since the indoor season of twenty twenty, to now come out this year and really just dominate, dominate pretty much, and really get this win. Aaron, is this Queen Mo's era? Are we living in Queen Mo's era? Did it start last night? I'm not ready to say that. I'm not ready to say that, man.
1: You know, I, I I might sound biased, but hey, man, we can't we can't we still we got an American record holder and, nice. and Ajay Wilson with the 155, and Raven Rogers, she's been low key coasting the whole year, and then she just ran this 157. Like she yeah. can run a lot faster too. But with the thing with the thingmo, me and you, we've been saying it all year. We've been on thingmo fans from the get go, bruh. You know, Definitely. we've been talking about her for some time now. If y'all been following the pod, but. One thing I I thought this year about Adima when we talked about these college kids competing was, she has the most experience out of them. Like she's been at that world the, and not the world stage, but she's raced against professionals when she was in high school. She's been at championship meets and she's failed at a championship meet before. And I think that really comes into play. Like every and and, and I feel like she like and I'm gonna go back to this too. I feel like she kind of like Sydney. She's like a she's she was a, she was like Sydney. Whereas like we've seen her grow up. Cause she was yeah. so big in college you know and it's just so awesome to see her now doing these interviews as a grown woman just killing it right like for <laughs> real though i was just like dang that, that's crazy but um what i was gonna say is yeah i just feel like that championship experience she had in high school helped her and she just looked so ready for the moment she wasn't intimidated at all she got pushed around a little bit but she
0: wasn't racing for second or third she was coming there to win and that's what she did. And I feel like the real beauty of this race is that I we going into this, we were all looking at it as a three-woman race. AJ Wilson versus Raven Rogers versus a Mo. All of them, all three of them were supposed to make a team, and they were supposed to make a team. And Loki, we all have them on our platform. I got the interview with Thing Mo. You had yeah. interview Raven Rogers. We both interviewed. Uh, aj wilson low-key Aaron, i was scared bro i was really scared aj wasn't gonna make it she was boxed in was able to get through able, able to get through the next round and i was really feeling like going into this year that like the women's 800 we can sweep we got we got two three at the 2019 world championships i'm thinking with the thing mo in here we can sweep if everyone has that perfect race raven wasn't looking too good this season aj didn't run the best at the at the u.s championships and i i'm when you have to look at the two the two races for on the women's side that are most possible to sweep i think it's definitely the women's four-inch mirror hurdles and the women's 800. so which one between those two the women's 800 or women's 400 from hurdles do you think is most likely for a sweep at the olympics
1: Bro, that's a hard one man
0: that's a hard one man
1: i mean i think i would probably i'm gonna say I think we're guaranteed one two 100% in the hurdles. Yeah, But, exactly. like, but it's just like will Anna Cockrell get that bronze? That's the that's the real question. And then on the women's side, on the I mean on the 800 side, there's still a lot of questions. You've got Jenareki, you got Laura Muir, um and I'm sure there's always going to be someone else right there that can run like 158, 157. But um I, I honestly, I, I'm gonna say the four hurdles just because I know we got we got the two world record holders mm-hmm. in that in that race, so I'm gonna say that too. We just gotta get third. I would say the women's eight is up in the air, but in both of those races, I expect two medals for sure. Two medals for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I just wanna, I just, I think we can definitely sweep in the four hundred hurdles. It's gonna come down to how well Femiq Bull runs as well because she has been having an amazing season and she's right ahead of Anna Cockrell. Anna is fourth in the world and Famic Bull is third but I really want to see this 800 meter sweep just because we got two three in 2019 and just the fact of like really if Ajay is just able to run like a better race to be honest I think she kind of it almost looked like when she was coming out that last hundred it was looking like the out of embrasure all over again right I was like oh my gosh no 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 but I think she's definitely going to go back. It's great that it happened here instead of the uh, world championships like it did for her in the world championships. She was able to have the bad race here. So I think she's going to be able to go back to the drawing board and be able to give a thing more run for her money. Because that's what I really want to see. I want to see like three. I want to see like both of them under 155 and Raven Rogers at 155 as well. Like, why can't we just have that and have black girl mocked? black girl magic in the 800 like let's come on let's get more black people in these events bro and it's 800 and above
1: it's cool i think we will i think we will see AJ battling her she just got boxed in and you know she just there was like a move where like she could have went and then laura muir started moving and it kind of pushed her back so i don't know if she was just trying to be patient or how she was feeling in the race but I definitely think she could be up there. And we know Raven could be up there too. Like she ran 157, that was her season best today. So yeah. a thing is definitely more sharp than these two These two yeah. women. So we'll see, we'll see.
0: We make a lot of hot takes on this show. And one of the hot takes, one of the bigger hot takes I feel like happened was all the way back in Aaron when this, it was all the way back in April, when Aaron called that Cole Hawker, <laughs> Cole Hawker is gonna win the Olympic trials. And I said it was a false start, but this man was right. This man, this man was right. Aaron, what went into this thinking, bro? I can't believe it. Hey, I, I was, you know, I was definitely, I was definitely adamant that if Cole Hawker got a position 100 meters to go, he was making the team. I didn't think he was gonna beat Citro though, but you called it, bro, you called it. Hey,
1: let's, let's, let's rewind back. Let's rewind back. Let's rewind back y'all to the earlier this year, you know, Cole Cooper and Cole Hawker, they do this 1200 time trial. I forgot what the time was, but they ran something crazy, right? And everyone was hyped off Cooper, but the real story was this 19 year old Cole Hawker. How was he running like 250 something like what? And then we see him in his first 5K against Centro. He runs 1330, this man 19, and he was going at Centro's neck. He was going at Centro's neck. Y'all remember that? He barely... He barely lost to Centro. He barely lost to Centro. And after that, he didn't lose for a minute. And once he ran 350, and I saw Centro run 150, or 151, or whatever, whatever, whatever he ran, not good. I was starting to think, I was like, maybe that race was closer than we thought, man. Maybe it was closer than we thought, because this man just ran a 350. Like, he's for real. I mean, you know what I mean? Like number eight all time. That's number eight all time, and he was only nineteen. And then we see what he does at indoor, and it's just like, hold up, hold up. We thought Cooper Tier was the one, but maybe this dude is better than Cooper Tier, bro. Maybe he's that guy. And I mean, that's kind of a lot of the thought that went to it. It was just really respecting the time, and a lot of it too. It was actually it was more than the time, bro. For me, it was the way he went at Centro, bro. That's what we talked about. He just yeah. never, like, Cole Hawker, like, I love watching him race because he ain't scared, bruh. He don't care who it is, who he's in the race with. At 19 years old, to, like, really, like, go at Centro's neck like that, 1v1, you know? And now he's shushing him. He said, "Be," he said, sit down, be quiet. He said, be quiet. <laughs>
0: bro, he really, like, we said after the sound running track, he, like, bro, next time you see Centro, he's going for that scout. And he, it was the championship race. It was the time it mattered, and he went for that scout. This dude's kick is is. There's no one that has. I feel like he has like the best kick in the world right now, bro. That's what it looks like. And I'm just excited to see what's gonna happen once he gets into like this international competition where they're running really fast every single time out. Because well, if they go slow, I don't know. If they go slow at the Olympics, bro, this dude make this dude could get the dub. Low key, fifty-two he can get the dub. 52 last
1: lap with a 25 last 200, bruh.
0: What do you think he's running? Like a fast Diamond League type race or fast Tokyo type race? Do you think he can, what do you think he can run? Bro, I honestly have no idea, bruh. Like,
1: I mean, I, I was, i top of my mind. I don't want to put no limit on this man, you know? Like he yeah. he, he just beat the, let's, let, let, hey, if we, everybody's saying I got to be respectful of the central. He just beat the Olympic champion at the Olympic trials. He just beat the Olympic champion and he beat Craig Ingalls and he beat Josh Thompson. Like he just beat all of these dudes, bro. And it's, it's getting to a point where we're just like Kenya. We're just like Ethiopia. We're like, we're like Norway. We have young people that are crazy. We'll get to that at the end. But what impresses me a lot about this dude is like he just ran three rounds at NCAAs. You know, he just ran another three rounds at the trials. And like he led most of those races from the gun, and then at this race, he knows how to. He gets boxed in, but he runs aggressive and makes moves, bro. He's not afraid to make moves. He had He wanted to go. If you really go back and watch that race, that dude was trying to get out and go for so long in that race. Yeah, yeah. that's why I know he can run way like under three thirty three. I think, and if he if it's in a strung out race,
0: but we'll see, man. I, I don't want to put any limits on it. Yeah, then we also have to acknowledge Craig Engels did not make the team the American hero barely edged out by Yard and the Goose. Crazy race, but hey, that's just what happens. America is hard to make. It's Two hard college. to make, and It's, I can imagine two college kids in the 15. I would have, I would have been surprised if you would have told me that last year, but that's what it is right now. Then also what it is, what it is, and no one can really do about it in the high jump and the long jump. It's Javon harrison bro this dude's a beast man this dude's a beast. first person to win the long jump and the high jump at the olympic trials since jim thorpe back in 1912 like this man is insane this man won the end he won the high jump and the long jump first in the indoor uh in the indoor national championships for ncaa then he did at the ncaa's outdoor national championship now he does it at the us is this man gonna do this in tokyo (laughs) <laughs> is
1: he going hey, he to do this
0: at the Olympics? This man can't be stopped when he's doing this double. It's like he's better or something.
1: Hey, bro, this man hasn't lost in the high jump the entire year. Wow, like, I already I saw something where he hasn't. Uh, I saw some. I can't remember, but there is some amount of days he hasn't lost in the high jump. I think that might be the harder for him to win, harder one for him to win at the Olympics. But he has a real shot of definitely meddling in both of them. And let's 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 try not let's try to keep. I'm hyped on him. I wanna I wanna lift him up, and he need to get all the sponsorships possible. But let's not, let's not let the NFL steal this man from us, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Because I don't think there's a more athletic human on the planet than Javon Harrison. This guy bro. is jumping 27 feet. He's jumping 27 feet, and he's he's jumping 27 feet far. Then he's he could high jump seven eight, bro. Yeah.
0: Bro, he's 6'4". four. It's pretty much it's pretty much a, a drawn conclusion. Like this dude has the most bunnies like in the world right now, or definitely on the track and field. You're able to win the high jump and the long jump. That's something, bro. People don't do that. No one, no one does that double. Like
1: nobody can jump with this man. Nobody. I don't care, Zach Levine, and nobody. 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 Anybody. you'll you get you get mossed by him. You get dunked on by him. Nobody, bro. Nobody, I wanna see him. Can we put him in the dunk contest? Let's let this man do the combine. Let's let this man do the combine just to show <laughs> no. y'all how crazy this dude is, bro. But I don't want an NFL team to snatch him up from us, y'all. But so we need we need to give him his roses and we need to pay this man big, okay, Nike? Okay, whoever, whoever it is, y'all need to pay this man.
0: He's number two in the long jump and the high jump right now in the world. It can definitely have been Tokyo, long jump, high jump, double. Oh, dang. Javon Harrison, that, that's that's just crazy. That's crazy. But real quick, Aaron, let's go off track, and then we'll get back to our recap, because something happened at the Olympic trials. I got a lot of people talking outside of the track world, and that was Gwen Berry. Gwen Berry, when she was on the podium for her Olympic trials ceremony, where he finished third place in the hammer throw, where Deanna Price actually re- threw, a, threw a big throw, American record, some of the farthest throws ever, but the big story came from Gwynberry when she was on the podium and the national anthem played for the entire meet, not just for the podium stand, just for the national anthem, like how they do uh, football games or basketball games before a uh, sporting events start was played during the time that she was on the podium and she turned away from the flag held up a shirt that said, I am an athlete activist. And it got a lot of people outraged, as you can imagine, as we've seen before with Colin Kaepernick and people in the past when they protest the national anthem. It's a, it's a lot to take in. Personally, I don't have all the information on the situation, but just from what has happened and transpired and seen some comments coming in from, uh, from, from every which way, it's still mind-boggling to me. That people still call this sentiment anti-American because i feel like it's the most american thing to do and in a way and to like to really stand up for what you believe in and to rebel and protest that's what america's been doing from the get-go to be honest even when we were enslaved you feel me but uh Aaron, how do you how do you feel about the situation bro
1: Gwen said it she, in quotations i have this quote from Gwen she said my purpose and mission is bigger than sports. I'm here to represent those who died due to systematic systematic racism. That's the important part. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm here today. And you know, like with our I'm rocking the the Tommy Smith and John Carlos right here, you know, you know, she she may be representing somebody, you know, in our in our um timeline that was killed, you know, or just like. Anything that's happened to you, anything that's happened to me, that's what she—that's what she's standing for. That's what she's fighting for. So I'll always be always be behind that, and I think that's something that we have to continually push, continually push for if we're going to try and make that change. And it's something like we know, like it's not going to go happen overnight. You know, just because Juneteenth is a holiday now doesn't mean we need to stop. Stop yeah. having these athlete activists, and I'm super thankful. I'm not a I'm not an activist, uh, you know, but to have an athlete out there that's gonna go and stand up for us, you know, and mm-hmm. really like push push for these changes and stand up against things like Rule 50, you know, um, that's trying to silence you know black athletes. Um, I just feel really grateful to have Gwen Berry in our corner. And everything that she does. So super, super happy. I saw a picture of her and Allison DeSir together, two, two legends, two amazing women. Y'all know Allison DeSir, check out that podcast. But I just feel super grateful um, that we have Gwen Berry, you know, to stand up for us and to speak for us. But I don't know how I feel about the situation. It's just, you know, it's standard. It's standard. People are gonna are gonna be mad uh when you speak out against this, you know, like you said, Joshua, uh we don't usually play the anthem at, at at USA's. So she felt like it was a setup and whether it was a setup or was a coincidence, I think she responded, you know, I think she responded correctly. I, I I'm and I, I'm happy how she responded.
0: Yeah, she's she's definitely she's she's been consistent with her stance from the very beginning and hasn't or, it hasn't wavered. And hey, that's just you're gonna protest, you're gonna protest and do it on the biggest stage, brings more attention to your protest. So you gotta have all all we have is definitely respect for Gwen Berry and what she is doing in the in the rink and outside of the rink as well a great a great role model i feel like for anybody out there but let's get back on track finish up this podcast and our recaps real quick because there was a lot of things on the track that were exciting on saturday we saw grant holloway become go 100th of a second 100th of the second to the world record aries Merritt's world record in the 110 meter hurdles running 12.81 Aaron, this was insane. This is insane. This was the first thing that came on TV, the first like running event of the day, and literally he just blasted out the blocks, didn't hit any hurdles, and went through the line and ran 1281. one And honestly, I'm saying this right now, like I know Sha'Carri Richardson is totally different and like she's on a whole nother level and how she's crossed platforms, but I'm all like, bro, Grant Holloway needs to be getting the same hype because this dude is insane. Like he he could be in the NFL right now. Let's be honest, he didn't play football in college, but like he's that type of athlete that could have been in the NFL. Like for anything that you do, he was gonna be beast. Like this man is that type of athlete that needs the respect. That this dude could be like a decathlete. I don't know. Grant Holloway could be on the four by four. He could pretty much do anything, and he's gonna get the world record very very soon. Yeah, he's such. He's a, such an amazing athlete, and he's
1: just a great personality. You know, he really, uh, similar to Gwen Berry, I feel like he sticks to who he is. He sticks to his personality, who he is. He's always very focused, always ready for the race, and he's just class, class whenever he speaks. And I feel like he's gonna be like seen for years now as a great role model to the, all the young hurdlers coming up. But it's just great. He's another athlete that, you know, you've been following track and field, we've been watching him since college, like just be a, a crazy, amazing athlete and do all these great things. So to see him get into like that world record level is amazing. I'm excited to see what he's going to do at the Olympics, but it, sound, it just feels like ever since he got that world championship, like he just went to another level. I don't know if that just gave him the confidence he needed, but he just taking everything to a whole nother level. And, you know, he tweeted out the other day, you know, that guy sitting in the chair and now moving up. So like, he locked in, like, y'all thought he was locked in before, before the, before the trials, bruh. Now he locked in. And I think we gonna, similar to Sydney McLaughlin, we about to see Grant Holloway destroy this record, bro.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's not gonna get the, he may not get the, the story and the attention that he deserves, for like the things that he has around him and the story that we see with all the other athletes. But I think just his ability alone needs to give him the respect that he needs deserves this Olympics. Because Omar McLeod may, may not even be there. He didn't yeah. make it. He didn't go through the Olympic trials. And that's a whole other podcast that we can talk about what happened to him and his situation but he may just dominate this race and his ability is really gonna be on display at the Olympics. It's gonna be nice to see Devon Allen and Daniel Roberts also going along with them, but then also in the 400 meter hurdles, the men's 400 meter hurdles, we saw another dominant performance in Ry Benjamin taking the 400 meter hurdle title. And honestly, bro, I don't even really know what to say about this guy, man. This dude runs number two all time in this event. Only thing I gotta say is that I can't wait until so he faces Carsten Warholm and Arm de Samba. like it's gonna be insane. And I really, I, the world record's going down this year. We feel, we say this every single year, but this year it's going down. right? One hundred percent, man.
1: And I remember at Worlds we really wanted to see it go down, and they ran incredible at that race, and we were a little bit disappointed. But I think Rye, like Rye, and this is why I know Michael ben, Michael uh, Michael Norman is ready too because last year they kind of went in last time championships they went into it like kind of injured and this mm-hmm. year they kind of they, they worked it out you know and they figured out the formula to just get their healthy kind of work their way into it so i would think yeah. they're at like they're not at their peak peak shape so rye didn't even think that he was going to get that close to the world record he knew he was going to run 46 but he didn't he wasn't just going out there for the world record so at the olympics I think it's going to be one of the best Olympics ever, bro. I feel like every race we're talking about, like, oh, yeah, the world record might go down. So this dude is another person like Grant Holloway, like Sydney. Like, he's a freak athlete, bro. A freak athlete. Like, this dude could be on the team in the 400, too, if he really wanted to. I would love oh, to definitely. see what, what he could run in the eight.
0: You know what I'm he, saying? Yeah, he, most, he probably, I don't know if he's going to be in the 400-meter relay and the 4-ball-4 four because we got it's so deep this year, but he may very well be on that team, to be honest. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think that injury point is is a, is a great point to point out because they did go and hurt, and now they're looking better than ever, and we're able to slowly go into this season and looking to run fast when the time comes. Another person, and like, honestly, Aaron, we've been talking about a lot of sprints, and like, we didn't even mention the distance events, but like, the distance events were cool, and we got one to talk about, and that was Paul Chalimo winning the 5K over Woody Kincaid and Grant Fisher in a great field, and like, honestly, bro, I just feel like Paul Chalimo would be so fun to race against i think it would be a little annoying too like to be honest i think he'd be pissing you off in the race but like honestly once you get out of it and you like after paul Chelimo has gone woody Kincaid and grant fisher they're definitely gonna miss this guy and racing against him and everything that he brings to the 5k the 10k and everything that he does i love the pettiness chalimo i love it i love the pettiness bro. you remind me
1: of myself when i was in high school bro. That's how I would have been. If we were me and Shalimo, you, you know, you might be like, bro, don't compare yourself to Shalimo. All I'm saying is me and Shalimo, if we were the same age in high school racing, well, we might end up swinging on each other. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all, I y'all, believe you it. Go to, the, to the homies that know from Roosevelt, they see, they see what happened when I got put in the headlock one time. <laughs> it's a story for another workout. But I've been in a two mile race and got in a fight before. So like, me and Shalimo, somebody, well, you don't be don't. Hey, all I'm saying is, bro, hey. I've, I've seen that I've honestly done those type of things where somebody hit me on my thing and I look back at them like, yo, I cra- I was crazy sometimes but I love this all the pettiness Chalimo straight entertaining the entire time right now it's a for some people like some soft people didn't like that. But yo, I thought I thought it, I thought it was fire, bro. I love I love all the talking. I love all pushing and the shoving. You know, it makes for a great story in the distance events and Chalimo just showed that yeah, you know, this new there's a, a whole new generation of athletes, but I'm still here, bro. I'm still here and I'm still one of the best in the world. You can't just outkick me.
0: Yeah, and the really interesting thing about that is like even the, he's a, he was the oldest person, he was one of the oldest people in the race, 30 years old, compared to Willie Kincaid and uh Grant Fisher, who Grant Fisher's only 23, Woody Kincaid's like 25. But then I feel really feel like the people in the back of that pack, like Robert Brant. Cooper Tier uh, Nico Young Lalo Herrera There's so many people That are going to be there Like even just like Next year They're going to get faster And going to be like Paris 2024 We definitely saw like That next generation In the back of that pack that's going to be moving up in the 5k and we also saw probably the next generation in the 200 really get to her peak this past saturday and gabby thomas running at 2261 right hey. i was really i was telling y'all she was having a great season i pointed out when we made her pick she was having a great season if in the 400 this year was pr in the 100 during the prelims and already pr in the 200 earlier this year too like and she was really peaking at the right time comes out runs 2161 second fastest second fastest woman all time in the 200 and now bro i'm i'm looking at she has the world lead 22 she has the world lead but i'm still going into the tokyo olympics Aaron. i'm thinking like i i don't feel like she's the favorite I really don't like with Shauna Miller Weibo with Dean Asher Smith and Shelly Ann Frederick Price and Elaine Thompson. Like, oh my I, I, gosh, right? Why don't I feel like Gabby Thomas is the favorite, bro? And I really wanna I'm rooting for her, but I just don't feel like it. Hey, I I, I feel you, but let's give her like before we before we go into that, let's give her, her hey. roses
1: because she has even pointed out, like she's always overlooked. She's mm-hmm. always overlooked against a lot of these other women, even when she runs 21. Fixed. like it's still in our minds for some reason. Like people are like, is she the favorite? But it's it's not, it really, it's nothing, no hard feelings. There's no disrespect to you, Gabby. And I'm sorry if we have ever came up disrespectful when we were talking about you. I truly do apologize because you are a beast. You're number two all time. And so what can we say? But she on the same level as Sha'Carri. She was the same level as Sha'Carri. Is she on the same level as all these other women? Maybe she's a little bit more quiet. Maybe because she's a, she's a Harper grad. But it's also just because there's so many amazing women in this race, you know, the 100 as well. But the women's 200 is gonna be, it's 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 one it's gonna be an all-time great race. Because you named like three or four different people that might be here and she's number two of all, all time. So when we have them all in the race together, y'all, we really might see some, we're gonna see some world records, bro. We're gonna see some world records at this Olympics. It's gonna be one of the best Olympics of all
0: time, bro. Like, yeah. for real. it's it's going to be absolutely crazy and one thing i want to acknowledge before we get out of here i want to make a post on this too before we uh, get done talking about gabby thomas is that like a month out before the olympic trials she had a scare where she thought she had a tumor on her liver so like she she really had like that type of scare i never had a scare like that but i could imagine that like going through that and it ended up being like negative and it was all everything was all good but going through that for like a couple a couple weeks and like having to wait for the results has to do some type of has to be a whirlwind in your mind bro and then come out after a month of that and really just perform we saw a lot of things like that from even just like Shakeri Richardson coming back from a loss. Paul Limo mentioned it as well, coming back from a loss. And a lot of a lot of these athletes are dealing with a lot of things in their mind, but they're still able to perform on the highest level. So really hats off to Gabby Thomas. I, I know I, I, I got faith in you, Gabby, but believe me, I do got faith in you. But you got, you're you up against some stiff competition and it's going to be exciting, bro. It's going to, it really is going to be exciting. That's why we love sports.
1: And as we move on into... Uh takeaways one thing I want to mention is what you just said right now like a lot of these athletes have been through some some things man um because when you think about it you know we haven't seen them race at the championship level since 2019 and we we went through some we everyone went through something with COVID and a lot of people dealt with losses in in their families or someone that they knew Paul Chalemo lost his brother Shaqari Edgerson lost their mom um and I just think a lot of people have went through adversity in these past two years to get to to line and i think all these athletes came to the line from college to high school and they were just like i'm so excited for this opportunity i'ma capitalize and make the most of it
0: and i had to play into why we saw so many big times so many fast times yeah most most definitely and like you said as we go into our takeaways, there's so many things to take away from this great meet. Like Aaron said on Sunday, one of the greatest meets that he ever witnessed. Definitely one of the greatest meets I've ever seen on TV. Like one of the greatest hours of track and field even from the field events on their coverage NBC getting better they're getting better I think Otto was Otto got more control or something he listened to us I think he listened to us off wax I'm just, uh, <laughs> man I don't know don't know. No. you got influence you got influence by us I don't know I don't know I don't know that's all I'm Just, <laughs> but one of the biggest takeaways that we that we had from this meet was just the new generation of athletes and specifically for me it has to be the 2000 ands out there I'm talking about the 2001s to 2002s, 2003s, even 2005 of Sophia Gorion going out there and running and taking spots from people out there that have been running for like for forever, that have been running for over 15, 16 years. People like Eryon Knighton, born in 2004, getting second place in the Olympics. Like, that's it. Like, come on, man. 2004? And he's really doing this? I got to reevaluate my life. I'm and like two <laughs> and I'm two years older than this up. man, bro. <laughs> Like, these guys are really crazy. What are you thinking about the new generation of Dragonfield right now, Aaron?
1: Dude, yeah, it really felt like a changing of a guard in a lot of ways, bro. Like, it just seemed in, like, so, like, I saw something 13 college athletes and one high school junior is going to Tokyo. That's that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I don't know what is what is in the water or what exactly has changed but all these athletes too they're just they look very focused um determined and they all have so much personality when you get them behind a mic they're all like from Cole Hawker to a thing to Arianne 90 to Sydney McLaughlin I think she was born in 2000 but you know I just it just feels like they all they all deserve sponsors bro Hobbs Kessler like they all have so much personal personality that you get beyond get get behind but they all seem just so ready for the moment and we've already been talking a lot about you know i think there's a change in a guard when you think about the media side the people that are starting to become involved and yeah. i do really feel like the social media aspect of the running world has impacted what we see you know like that meet was only an hour long like we've been talking about that cutting it short like you know there's things that are set up on purpose and that was a preview but we'll get into that later but I think this new generation that the new generation of athlete is of new generation of of track athlete is here and we need to pay respect to them. We seen these college athletes running so fast all year and we're like they're time trialing we need to see them you know against the pros and like a lot of them really did show up bro to have co hawker and a thing mo both take home wins and then Javon Harrison to dominate in the high jump, in the long jump. Like the collegiate system is working. <laughs> it's working right now. And we and don't even, we can't forget about uh, homie in the 800, you know. Taking, Isaiah Jewett. Isaiah Jewett, you're taking second in the eight, you know, showing up everyone the whole year. Donovan Brazier, Bryce Hopple. That's who I, those are my top two. He beat both of them, bro. He beat both of them. So yeah. something yeah. The, the collegiate system is, is working and even the high school system, something about what we're doing in training, airing our nighting, making teams. So it's just like, I just feel like we're on the same level of as a lot of different countries now. We see it in Kenya and Ethiopia. We try to say that they're too old, that they don't have birth certificates or something. You know, I don't know why we say that because we got people here doing the same thing now. Nobody's saying that, but
0: that's a whole nother discussion. But they may not be their actual age either, bro. Somebody need to check Cole Hawker's birth certificate. Like, That's bro, what I'm bro. saying. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. But going in as well, another big takeaway it has to be the Hayward magic is actually real. We saw so many. I feel like every single event I watched, there was an Olympic trials record. Like, what was the dude Lee Diffy pretty much said that before every single long jump? Steeple Chase, everything from Emma Coburn to Deanna Price to um to Katie Najet, like there were so many different Olympic trials records that went down, and like I think it's the reality that like this new stadium that Nike poured so much money into, Oregon poured so much money into, it did produce some great performances. As much as I still wanted the Olympic trials to happen in Walnut, California, out outside, like I, I don't know if we would have seen the same. Actually, I think we could have seen the same times, but I don't know. Hayward Magic is definitely real. Like it's definitely real. Hey, man.
1: And what have we been? We've been everyone this whole year has been talking so much about the production of track meets, you need to do this, it needs to be this long, we need to hype up these athletes, we need to do these type of interviews. And I would say from hands down, this was one of the best produced track meets I've ever seen. So shout out to NBC for doing y'all thing. Yo, shout out to Lewis Johnson. I enjoyed the interviews that he did. He really allowed these athletes to speak. You know, I feel like they were getting a lot of time to talk and we got to really get introduced to Team USA and it provided like such great opportunity for unsponsored athletes who made the team to like showcase themselves and start to build that brand. And I just feel like there's so many people you would get behind, but don't get it twisted. Like, yes, it was hot in Eugene and they needed to move it back. But they pushed it back four hours. Why can't it be two? Because it was like, bro, they had to make sure that this thing was under the lights, bro. Like Nike and NBC was like, we're gonna push this back to eight o'clock on the last day. They've known. They knew it was gonna be this hot. So they, but they waited. They're like, you know what? We're gonna go into Sunday. This is this is just mine. This is this is how I would think if I was a producer. This is this is what I think they did. They were like, you know what? We're gonna wait until Sunday to announce that we're delaying the meet. Let's wait until Sunday. We're gonna push it back to eight o'clock Pacific time. We're gonna build the anticipation and we can't put it on at six because it can't be on the same time as the Hawks game. We're gonna put it on at eight, no distractions. Everyone's gonna look and we're gonna debut Hayward Magic at night. You got to see the tower, you know, under the lights that had the cheering going that was a preview of Worlds. That was a flex. That was that was USATF, NBC, and Nike being like, what up, world? USA Track and Field is here. And the Oregon Hayward Stadium is here. We taking over. This is the spot. This is Track Town USA. You know, they, they really flexed on Mount Sack, to be honest like Dang, bro
0: why you gotta say it like that i did I don't, I, really think, I don't really know if it was all that thought or two. Hey, let's be honest let's get i you think really so, gonna give man. Phil Knight all that credit bro
1: yes i am bro and nike knows what they are doing brad that's why they nike i am gonna I give them really. that credit
0: i am gonna give them that credit i don't know about that whole theory but what i also the production was really good in the entertaining side but i also I, I just want more analysis of like everything like before War, the racist and stuff and like if we get some debates like i think it was really interesting how they were able just to show the ten thousand on the olympic channel because like it was beforehand and they had to like all the time like afterwards like to really talk about it. and we have to to the event because like, at that time we got to see emily sister and just be a dog and dominate everybody out there. But then we also just got a lot of uh, analysis afterwards. So I think we got more stuff like that it would also be cool, but they did a good job, they did a good job. My only criticism
1: is the streaming. Like it was so hard to find this meat at times, you know. It was it's difficult. That, that's the only thing, you know, that's the only thing. But I'm a, I'm a compliment them where I think they did well. And uh, Sunday night, the way they produced that meat, I thought was, was amazing. I, that was like one of the most entertaining track meets I've seen in a very, very long time. And I think the fact that, you know, it was only an hour long, I think that was purposeful too, bro. I think they cut it up purposeful because, like, you were just, uh, there was no way to not all be in finals. Pace. I felt like all I was finals. watching, like, a heavyweight, um, a heavyweight, like, bout, like a fight, you know? We were just like, oh my, yeah, it was just all finals and every race was just fire, bro. So.
0: Hope to see more stuff like that in the future. And then one more takeaway, one more quick takeaway, because you guys pretty much know this, but we're just going to remind you real quick, is that Team USA is good. Like, as it's pretty much simple as that. Like, bro, like, it's hard to make the team. And, like, we've seen that, like, from, from Justin Gatlin missing to Shamir Little missing to Donovan Brazier missing. All these people that seemed, like, guaranteed to make the missing. team. Couldn't, couldn't get it, couldn't get it done. Had the bad races, or so just on the bad days, and it didn't, it didn't happen for them. So like, it's definitely Team USA is really good, and we just have to acknowledge that, like year in and year out. Like, I really wish there was at the Olympics. I wish there was a team title just before, like we have the medal count, but I wish there was just like a team title that USA could just take every year, just because. Want, I just want to be dominant. You feel me? Yeah, no, Team
1: USA is really good from sprints to distance, to field, to throws. So I think we're going to perform really well. I'm super excited for a lot of the young talent we have to see how they're going to do on that stage. Um, but I think we're going to have a lot of people turning pro, (laughs) a lot of people turning pro next year. Um, and I'm excited to just see like the development from like high school to college. It, it, college is on the next level, man. Like people breaking four on the men's side, like nothing. Women are just making it. High school women just be making it to the Olympic trials, running like two flat, two on one now. Like juniors, sophomores, for real, bro. We got juniors making the the two hundred meter team. What's going on in America right now, bro? What is going on? It's those TikToks. Yeah, Corvette, Corvette.
0: And also, bro, as we close out here, I just want to talk about one more thing, and that's just the fact of like how track and field has been perceived in social media for the past ten days, especially with Shakari Richardson truly like crossing over. She got Bernice King talking about her. you got she a got- million followers now. Michelle Obama talking about her, even Gabby Thomas telling people telling her story on Sports Center, Bleacher Report, Morris Sydney, McLaughlin as well, and all these people getting their stories told. And I just want, I feel like this can be every year, to be honest. I feel like every year with the US Championship, there's so much great things happening that I I don't see like even just like even just uh professional athletes and other sports retweeting about this event. I seen Emmanuel emmanuel Acho talking about this i've seen shannon sharp talking about things happening happening at the happening at the track so like there's leslie jones was talking about the steeplechase there's so many people constantly talking about track and field and i do realize that this is an olympic year but like in 2019 this was just as good there were so many good performances as well we saw the world record go down there was that's when shakari richardson ran that 10 7. so can we see this continue from after this Olympic year? I, I hope so, but it's really something that I think, hopefully track and field can get to that level and people can really find a hook on it to this year because I don't know, I think there could be some amazing times this year and amazing athletes on display as well.
1: Yeah, we got the world championships at Hayward in 2022. We got the Olympics in, in 2024 and then LA um, Olympics in 2028. So I think we're gonna see a big push for these next uh, seven years, bro. And with now having Hayward and Mount SAC, those amazing stadiums, and I just feel like the movement in social media and the upgrade protection on TV, I think we're gonna see, you know, a real change, bro. We're seeing it with the athletes, we're seeing it in the media, we're entering a new era of track and field, and I, I'm gonna do everything I can in my power to make sure Reading Report and two black runners are a part of that, part of that change, man. And you no, know, no. Uh, you know, we 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 gonna try and make an impact too. We're gonna try and make an impact too. But I'm just happy that we're here to witness it, man. I'm happy that y'all and I'm happy y'all
0: along the ride with us, you know. Yeah, we really do appreciate every single one of you. And if you appreciate us, make sure you guys leave a review. If you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating, share it with a friend, share the Instagram, share the share the podcast, share the YouTube. I don't know. Just share and let them know about your favorite two black runners that are trying to take over the podcast scene in the track world. And just thank you guys all for tuning in for our Olympic trials recap for part one and part two. Honestly, we may not have a podcast next week. I'm just gonna give you guys a heads up right now. And also I'm just talking to Aaron because I know Aaron is busy. So we may not have a pod because if we've been we've been killing it for these past 10 days, to be honest. I know a lot of people have been doing a lot too, but we've been we've been going hard. So we may not have a pod next week. We'll come back in July for sure though. Uh and also I got I gotta get surgery too. Dang, yeah, we got a lot, of, I gotta get surgery. So yeah, we may not have a pod. We probably won't have one next week. Yeah. the bottom line but we'll definitely be back very very soon make sure you guys follow us on instagram at two black runners and at underscore running report underscore and any of you guys want to follow us on socials at mr possible or super hot pots and y'all for joining us the two black runners podcast aaron got anything else you want to say hey i
1: just want to say thank you as always man just thank you so much to everybody that listen this listen to this all the way to the end. If you subscribe to the meter and you are, let's uh, looking at our writing too. Like you, the homie, and we really do appreciate. Like, give us uh, some grades
0: in the DMs.
1: Yeah, give, give us, us some, some grades because I'm really insecure about my writing. Just let me know how we did. But as always, man, if you listen this far into the podcast, you truly are a real one. Uh, if you have some time, please just rate and review the podcast and let us know what you think and how we're doing. But man i can't wait i can't wait for this olympics man I can't wait for this olympics and um yeah until then until next time y'all hey see y'all next week on two black tuesday let's get it yes sir